0: welcome to murder minute on today's episode chucky mock but first your true crime headlines alexis sharkey the instagram influencer whose body was found on the side of a texas road two months ago after she was reported missing died of strangulation according to the medical examiner the harris county institute of forensic sciences revealed the cause of death on tuesday almost two months after the 26-year-old's nude body was found off Interstate 10, roughly 17 miles west of downtown Houston. Her death has been ruled a homicide. Sharkey, who also went by the last name Robinault, went missing just after Thanksgiving. Sharkey's mother said that she learned the news that her daughter was missing after receiving a phone call from her daughter's husband and her friends. One friend told her, quote, I ran over to her apartment and she's not there, and we were supposed to meet up. Sharkey's body was found by a sanitation worker on November 28th, just a few miles from her apartment. Sharkey, who had Tens of thousands of followers on Instagram moved to Houston shortly after she got married last January. So far, police have not made any arrests. Her mother has urged anyone who may have information to come forward, quote, so that this can be solved and so that she can have that justice. Police found a mother and daughter dead inside a home in Sunnyvale, California after a man turned himself in and confessed to their murder. 51-year-old Leonid Solomonovich Yamberg, a software engineer, turned himself in to Sunnyvale Police Wednesday, telling them that he murdered his wife, and officers responded to a home near Homestead High School to discover the couple's 11-year-old daughter had also been killed. Yamberg showed up at Sunnyvale's Department of Public Safety headquarters at 2.34 p.m. And via a phone located outside the lobby because of COVID-19 protocol, he told dispatchers that he was there to, quote, "...admit murder," according to police. Officers immediately took Yamberg into custody and responded to the home, where his wife, 47-year-old Svetlana Nikitina, and their 11-year-old daughter were both found dead. Nikki Tina was found in the garage. The child was found in the bathroom. Both victims sustained significant head trauma. Nikki Tina worked the past decade as a resource specialist and therapist for the Franklin McKinley and Cupertino Union school districts after obtaining a master's degree in psychology in Moscow in the late 1990s, according to her LinkedIn profile. Yamberg was arrested on suspicion of two counts of murder and was booked into the Santa Clara County Main Jail on Thursday morning. He is being held without bail. Police said after Yamberg's initial interaction with officers, he declined further comment and requested a lawyer. A team of detectives continues to work the case, and the specific cause of death, remains under investigation. In Simpsonville, South Carolina, a man and woman have been charged with homicide by child abuse in connection with the death of a three-year-old child, according to Justin Lee Campbell, a spokesperson with the city of Simpsonville. Thirty-four-year-old Jerry A. Robinson and 29-year-old Ariel S. Robinson, were arrested Tuesday by Simpsonville police. According to Campbell, at around 2.25 p.m. on Thursday, police responded to a home on Selwood Circle in reference to an unresponsive juvenile victim. The victim, a three-year-old girl, was later pronounced dead after being taken to Prisma Hospital. She died from blunt force injuries according to Greenville County Coroner Parks Evans. He ruled her death a homicide. If convicted, the Robinsons face a sentence of 20 years to life in prison. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Chucky Mock. But first, a quick break. My cat is my best friend. And these days, We've been spending a lot more time at home together. And as much as I love her, I'm not fond of the stink bombs she leaves in her litter box. Everything from cleaning to covering the smell is a constant battle. That's why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is kitty litter reinvented. Unlike traditional litter, Pretty Litter's super light crystals trap odor and release moisture, resulting in dry, low-maintenance litter that doesn't smell and pretty litter is virtually dust free because it's manufactured with a specialized de-dusting process less dust no fuss and pretty litter arrives safely at my door in a small lightweight bag that lasts up to a month perfect while we are social distancing now that I get litter bags auto shipped I don't have to deal with last-minute trips to the store and shipping is free But above all else, there's one reason that Pretty Litter is this pet parent's hero. It's a health indicator. Pretty Litter monitors my fur baby's health by changing colors when it detects potential underlying health issues. You won't find that kind of innovation in conventional litter. Get the world's smartest litter without leaving home by visiting prettylitter.com and use the promo code MURDERMINUTE for 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com promo code MURDERMINUTE for 20% off. What are you waiting for? Get it right meow at prettylitter.com promo code MURDERMINUTE. This episode of Murder Minute is brought to you by Fight Camp. Do you get bored with your workouts? Have you ever wanted to learn how to box or kickbox from real fighters? If you're looking for a fun workout that keeps you engaged, learning, excited and motivated, you've got to check out Fight Camp. Fight Camp brings the boxing gym to your living room with a mix of cardio and conditioning for a full body workout. Boxing is one of the best ways to get in shape and learn a new skill. Fight Camp is made for beginners to experienced boxers. Who want to box from home with new content being released weekly from easy to advanced it comes with all the gear you need to get in fighting shape including a freestanding punching bag boxing gloves quick hand wraps and their unique punch tracking sensors that show you real-time progress and stats on any ios device plus fight camp even offers kids gloves so the whole family can get in on the action This is one of the only home workouts that's safe for children, because there are no heavy weights or spinning wheels. The Fight Camp app comes with over 600 workouts and tutorials, plus they release 12 new boxing and kickboxing workouts every week. Learn from six highly qualified trainers, ranging from a pro MMA fighter and mother of two to a kickboxing world champion. Fight Camp uses new tech that tracks each punch you throw to measure speed, volume, and output so that you can follow your progress, push yourself, and compete on the community leaderboard. And if you're new to boxing like me, their 12-week starter program teaches you the fundamentals of boxing while you get a great workout every time. Fight Camp has hundreds of different workouts for all fitness levels and skills, and with new ones every week, you'll get hooked. Fight Camp offers financing so that you can pay over 24 months and get your new gym now. And Fight Camp offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to joinfightcamp.com murder. That's right, give Fight Camp a try, and within 30 days, if you don't love it, send it back and get a refund. Fight Camp is the new way to work out at home. Make a change and join the community that teaches you the art of boxing while following the most intense workouts that are as quick as 15 minutes. To get free shipping on Fight Camp, just go to joinfightcamp.com murder. That's joinfightcamp.com murder. Welcome back to Murder Minute. On the evening of Monday, February 17, 1986, in Warner Robins, Georgia, 13-year-old Chucky Mock got on his bicycle and went to the store to buy some bubblegum. He made the evening candy runs almost every school night because Chucky Mock had a clever side business. Chucky kept himself stocked up on treats and sold them to the kids at school at a slight markup. After riding bikes with some of his friends that night around the neighborhood, Chucky stopped at the giant food store to buy some gum before going home. As Chucky left the store, one of his friends, Chris Panacek, was driving home with his family. As the car stopped at a red light near the store, Chris spotted Chucky in a parking lot. He was sitting on his bicycle, talking and laughing with a man in a white car. As the traffic light turned green and they drove away, Chris saw Chucky lift the front wheel of his bike and turn around to head home. But Chucky would never make it out of the parking lot. In an instant, Chucky suddenly fell to the ground, and the white car sped away. People in the parking lot were stunned and confused. The boy was clearly hurt, but no one could tell exactly what had happened. Was Chucky struck by the white car? Witnesses called police and reported that a child had been injured in a hit-and-run. But when the first officer arrived on the scene at around 8.15 p.m., it was clear that something far more sinister had occurred. As police were called to the scene, up the street, Chucky's mother, Kathy Miller, answered a frantic knock at her door. It was one of Chucky's friends. He told her that Chucky had fallen off his bike in the parking lot and was hurt. Chucky's mother, his stepfather, and his six-year-old stepbrother quickly ran down the street. But as they approached the parking lot, Kathy could tell that something was terribly wrong. A crowd of onlookers surrounded her son, who was laying face down on the ground. I could just tell it was worse, she recalled. By the time I got there, my husband stopped me from getting closer. And that's when it all changed. Chucky was sprawled on the pavement next to his bike in a pool of blood. The gum and the receipt still clutched in his hand. He had been shot in the head. An autopsy would later reveal that the single shot had killed Chucky instantly. The bullet had entered the back of his head, severed his brainstem, and exited through his nose. The death would have been painless. But who would do such a thing? and why witnesses described the man in the white car as Caucasian probably in his late teens or early 20s with reddish brown hair pale skin and acne the white car was most likely a Buick or an Oldsmobile probably from the late 1970s Chris Panacek believed that it was a Buick Regal. I remember an emblem being on a fender behind the front tire of that car, Chris recalled. That's why I say it's like a Buick Regal, because it's like a night symbol, like a crest that they have over in England, and it's red, white, and blue. Chucky was laughing and talking with this guy. I kept looking back. Chucky had picked the front tire of his bike up to turn away from the guy. If we hadn't had the radio up so loud, we would have heard the shot. For weeks, police interviewed the owner of every white car in Houston County. Then, weeks turned to months. But not a single suspect was ever arrested investigators found persons of interest but could charge none of them due to a lack of physical evidence the case went cold and the community was left wondering Would the killer strike again a 13 year old boy had been murdered and police couldn't figure out why was it random Chucky Mock had no known enemies. He was just a normal teenage boy. He loved playing Pac Man, riding his bike, swimming, and playing Little League Baseball. He was popular and well liked. Chucky's best friend and childhood sweetheart, Chanda Birch, was devastated. Chucky and Chanda met in fourth grade, and they remained close into middle school. He walked her home from school every day. This was the kind of boy he was. He would walk me home from school every day, and my house was a lot further than his house, Birch said. He'd walk me home, and then he walked back to his house. We would stop at the corner, and he would buy me a blowpop every day decades later Chucky's senseless killing still haunts Chanda when you're 12 years old you don't really know how to handle you know something so huge like that Chanda Birch recalled to Nancy Grace it makes you not trust people and makes you feel hopeless because this is still going on and there are no answers Chucky's mother, Kathy, believes that her son knew his killer. Witnesses told police that they saw him talking to the man in the white car for at least 15 minutes. He wouldn't talk to strangers for this long, Kathy said. Kathy Miller found it too difficult to live so near the spot where her son had been murdered. So the family sold the house and moved. Today, nearly 35 years later, Kathy still hopes that one day she will see her son's killer brought to justice. I want to be able to look at the person who did it in the eyes and for him to tell me why he did it, she said. I go to bed with it. I wake up with it. It's who I am. It's just who I am. Chucky Mock's case remains open. We won't close it, vowed Lieutenant John Holland, who is currently overseeing the investigation at the Houston County Sheriff's Office. We will not close this case. It'll remain open until it's resolved. Over the years, one of Chucky Mock's closest friends, Jason Cranford, hired private detectives in the hopes of getting closure for Chucky's family. The night he was shot, we'd all been riding our bicycles, jumping this rail he'd built. Cranford told the Macon Telegraph. I probably saw him about 30 minutes before he got shot. He got shot, and a few minutes later, a couple of my other friends knocked on my bedroom window and told me what happened. In 2020, Jason Cranford, who now has a teenage son of his own, reconnected with nearly 30 childhood friends who never forgot Chucky's killing. They agreed that something had to be done. So Cranford, who had the means, teamed up with CSI Atlanta to offer a $100,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of Chucky's killer. I would like to find out who did it, because Kathy Miller, Chuck's mom, is getting older now, and we would really like to see her get some peace with this before she passes away, Cranford said. And the other issue is all the kids that lived in that neighborhood. There's close to 30 of us, and it scarred all of us for life. We were never the same after that. It was all our first experiences with death. It's something we've never forgotten our whole lives. So I'd like to give all the kids in that neighborhood peace, too. Satisfaction. It's been so long, Chanda Birch said. And it would just be beneficial and kind of therapeutic for everybody if we could just figure this out and do something bring this person to justice. If you have any information on Chucky Mock's murder, contact the CSI Atlanta tip line by calling 404-325-4646 or by email at csiatlanta at cbs46.com. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder Minute.